Hello and welcome to the Care It Out Sleep Show, a podcast for tired parents who are searching for a bit more sleep the caring way. I'm your host, Kerry Secker, infant sleep consultant, founder of my unique sleep approach to Care It Out and your caring sleep supporter. I really hope you'll join me on my mission to get small to settle night's sleep without the tears, training or techniques. I love talking about sleep and I can't wait to share my sleep subjects with you. My approach to getting you more sleep is simple, straightforward, but above all, it's got to make sense and feel best for you. Ready to get more sleep? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Carrot Out Sleep Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. You are listening to your host, Kerry Sacker. And in this show, I am going to be talking about one of my favourite sleep subjects, the fourth trimester. So if you haven't heard of the fourth trimester, the first three months, all it is, is the first three months of your baby's, your brand new baby's life. Lots of people um, often refer to the first three months post-birth as the fourth trimester um, because your little one is still behaving like they're in the womb. They haven't yet realised that there's life outside the womb yet. And this is because life in the womb and life post-birth is completely different. So the first three months, it's just a massive period of adjustment for you both. When you give birth to your baby, you also give birth to you, the mother and the parents. But also it's a massive adjustment for your baby as well because life is so very different. So let's have a look at life inside the womb first. So life in, whilst your baby was in your womb, your womb was the optimum environment for your little one. They could eat when they wanted to, take nourishment from the placenta when they wanted to, they could wee when they wanted to, they could sleep when they wanted to. And it was also very dark, it was very wet, they were in the nude in their birthday suits. Um, it's very noisy in there. It's crazy to imagine just how noisy it is when they're in the womb, but the they constantly can hear your heartbeat and the blood swooshing around, and that is experts um, believe that to be about as loud as about a lawnmower, and that blows my mind because we've got this little baby lawnmower in our tummies, but we can't hear it on the outside. Um, and I also think I just mentioned as well that um oh no I don't think I did the other thing is that during the day you as you walk around you you would soothe them off so they had constant movement during the day as uh, as well and at night it was calm and quiet um so life was very very different in the womb then post-birth um and they don't get any notice there's no eviction notice that birth is about to happen just one day contract contractions start body knows exactly and knows what it needs to do but baby doesn't always get that memo and then they go through birth and then life post-birth is very different from their womb life and post-birth it is light bright um they're not naked they're not wet they're not swimming around in their birthday suit um the movement can stop the noise is different like post-birth it is quite noisy still because like life and everyday life um but it's a different kind of noise in womb it was quite it was loud but it was quite muffled but outside the womb it's very clear um and then we've also got that um that then we're trying to get them to nap and get them more and sleep and onto our sleep schedule that day and night so life as you can see now i hope that um 
gives you a bit more understanding of what life is like inside the room and outside the room if you didn't already know and it's very very different and there's lots and lots of pressure to get your little one brand new baby straight out fresh new baby and try and get that routine the nap routine set up the bedtime routine set up and also getting them to sleep the best of their ability and trust me i want that for you too which is why i'm so passionate about what i do but there's no getting around that being a new parent or maybe for some while that sleepless nights are part of that package but i am hopefully going to go through some really useful and reassuring suggestions for you that could really help you you and your brand new baby during the fourth trimester. I like to call it fourth trimester talk. So let's start off with going through how your baby's behaving in the first three months. So change is strange. As humans, we really don't like change or it change puts us on high alert because it can impact our survival and also it feels unfamiliar. And this is probably one of the biggest biggest changes you and your small will go through is post-birth it's a very very important period um, of your parenting journey and it's natural that um, you want to get your little one on that nap routine and get them get that sleep set up and like I mentioned before I really want that for you too but the first three months it's such a massive period of change for them that all we're really looking for in the first three months I keep saying four months in the first three months is that you're getting to know your baby because every baby is born with their own personality hard to imagine that but they are getting to know your baby feeding is getting established however you're feeding i'm not anti anything i'm pro everything your baby your choice so however you're feeding that is getting set up and you're also getting to bond with your baby and it's natural that their behavior i think i might have lost myself there for a bit of comeback to behavior now always do get there but your baby in the first three months because it's such a massive change they can be very very unsettled so the key to getting them to supporting them in the fourth trimester is i call it um womb service i do love a pump and womb service wombs all i mean by womb service is that we are um mimicking the womb for them we are and also those other things um that are going on for them so we're mimicking the womb for them to help them feel settled help remind them of being in the womb helps them feel familiar feels familiar helps them feel settled but we're also getting feeding established bonding with your baby and getting to know each other um so as hard as it is i would try and it's so hard but try to give that pe- the pressure to get them to sleep the push for the first three months um and Actually, let's talk a little bit about how they're sleeping at this stage as well, because the I don't believe in bad habits, Rodri Rome bad habits at any age, but the three months is even the first three months is even more special for this. I call it the three month free for all. That is such a mouthful, and this is because trying to get the those naps set up and getting them to that settled night's sleep in the first three months can be really tricky because every baby is born naturally nocturnal and this is these are things that they don't tell you every baby out there is born naturally nocturnal 
you are not doing anything wrong your baby is not broken if they want to nap all day um, and they want to party all night and again this comes back to um, womb life paying them womb service because during the day as you would walk and march around I don't know many pregnant women that would march around your movements um, as you went about your day would soothe and rock your baby that's why so many newborn babies love the rocking because mimics its womb service it reminds them of being in the womb and then when you stand still they um it, it unsettles them a little bit and then at night time when it was calm and quiet this is when your little one would come out um they would take nourishment from the placenta and they would just hang out as nice nice and calm and quiet and also from a survival perspective or um an evolution perspective which a lot of my approach is based on is a lot of mammals will feed and meet their baby tend to their babies at night time because it's dark less predators around and there's more chance of survival and as humans that is what we are primed to do is survive every day it's really basic when you put it like that isn't it but as humans that is what we are here to do every day is survive and your baby the only part of um your baby's brain that is fully developed when they're born it's called the lizard brain and this is the brain that is prepped for survival um, and this is responsible for fight and flight fight and flight response and breathing um, because that without that we can't survive and humans it's the human body astounds me but that is what we're prepped to do we are born to survive and a lot of the in fact pretty much all of the behavior um, uh, is linked to or what I see um, day to day in my practice and when I'm talking about sleep it almost always comes back to that drive to survive it's, it absolutely fascinates me so yeah well I've lost myself again here I've got so much to share sometimes I just get a bit too impatient so you're gonna have to bear with me oh yeah I was going on about how um that all newborn babies are born naturally nocturnal there's not a newborn baby out there that isn't naturally nocturnal um but the good news is, it, again, babies, when we go with them, they know what to do around as they come out of the fourth trimester, anywhere between 10 to 12 weeks. That's when they, they've kind of sussed night and day. And there's also, I'm going to go through some really practical suggestions that could also help your little one suss that out a little bit sooner as well. So as hard as it is, um, and you might not want to hear this, completely natural that your newborn is 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 nocturnal um it's there's so much out there you know get them into a routine get them um sleeping well at night time but that's really tricky my whole approach is that when we go with them everything in life is just that little bit easier because trying to shoehorn a naturally nocturnal newborn baby into a nap routine that can often be more frustrating than just going right actually I'm just going to get to know bond feed my baby at this stage and then when they're out of the fourth trimester when everything gets a little bit easier then you can start to um, start your naps off and that sleep can come and at this age as well sleep cycles are very very immature it's one type of sleep 
it's deep even though your little one isn't giving you that impression they're not cycling between sleep yet that doesn't come um, until four months and I'm going to do another show on the four month regression because I think that would be really super helpful um, and their circadian rhythm um, aka their sleep system this hasn't kicked in yet either that does that takes quite a while that's not kicked in until six months and well between six and a half and seven months so they have very little melatonin um, in their system at this age as well they get a lot from you um and and cues but yeah the sleep at this stage circadian rhythm sleep system sleep cycling it's very very immature um which actually when we think about it sensibly and logically we that's expected to be of a newborn baby everything in life takes a little bit of time to get there but nine times out of ten they do and some might need a little bit of nudge and i'm really hoping the sleep shows will help with that so i hope you found that interesting as well just knowing a little bit about how your little one is sleeping what's to be expected um, and now i can get on to the really exciting part what you can do to support your small sleep in the in the first three months so my suggestion my first suggestion would be to help your little one to understand the difference between day and night Um, most babies will do this naturally as I think I mentioned before by 10-12 weeks most babies will have naturally sussed it themselves because they know what they're doing they might not be giving them that impression it might not feel like it but they definitely know what they're doing but things you could help in the meantime to help them learn the difference or kind of suss out night and day and get more onto our time zone is that during the day try to keep the curtains open summer babies are so much easier for this open the curtains windows open whenever you're ready there's no pressure but exposing them to natural light by a window or getting out and about when you're ready can help massively um exposing them to natural light can really help kick in the um, melatonin the circadian rhythm um, or it helps support the circadian rhythm because it's immature at this age um and the other one during the day is try to it's very tempting to tiptoe and shh, shh, shh babies asleep and, and to tiptoe around them but remember the noise the, the womb was a very noisy place so lots of babies really really like that noise of everyday life because it they remember it from the womb um so please don't feel that you've got to tiptoe around them they actually like it and then keep feeds chatty during the day keep it really sociable some families like to go a step further i'm not sure whether this actually works um but i'm again i'm up for anything but actually having um day clothes and night clothes some families like prefer to do that helps just um some feel that that really helps their little one to know the difference between day and night i'm not sure the jury's out with me on that one but some have said that that's very helpful so hopefully it might be helpful to one of you and then the other one is that at night time so at night time it's natural that they're going to be a little bit nocturnal for the first few weeks and this is completely natural but knackering and what we want to try to do is the opposite of what we're doing in the day um so during the day we're keeping it light bright chatty noisy trying to give them the impression that it's daytime that life is happening help them establish their the night and day and at night time i my whole approach is if they're asking for support they're emotionally uneasy they're crying we go to them every single time we never need to um not meet their needs if they're asking for it day or night so meeting their needs at night time is not 
spoiling them. It's not the wrong thing to do. You're not stopping them from waking up at night time. None of that bed baloney. But if we're meeting their needs at night time, we want to try and give them the impression that it's night time. So keep it dark if you can. Hush tones. So I don't know any of us that want to be all singing and all dancing mummy and daddy in the middle of the night. Um, keep it calm and quiet. Try to avoid eye contact. Is absolutely fine. I'm a massive fan of eye contact. Builds atta- builds attachment. Builds trust. Um, it's uh, you. I, I don't buy into this. Don't make eye contact with them at night time. But I would try to avoid um, too much stimulation. And all I mean by that is like taking them out of the bedroom or the sleeping area, loads of singing and loads of playing games. That's all I mean by that. Um, And by doing those things. Oh, the other thing I nearly forgot. I told you I've got loads of things to share. Nappy changing. It's natural to want to change your nappy to think, oh gosh, they're they're going, they're weeing, then their nappy's wet and that's going to wake them up. And that is a very valid um can be reason why they wake up but nappies these days are very good at wicking away the wee um and my suggestion with changing the nappies there's two things one i'd only change the nappy if it was it doesn't need changing every single feed um unless your baby's got nappy rash um or they're a bit sensitive um i would only change the nappy if it was absolutely bulging or um i could see it was visibly wet and I would do it before the feed rather than afterwards, if if you can. And again, try and do it quickly, in the dark as possible. You need like a little head torch and that can help massively. And doing these things um, for the day and night, that can really help your small get onto that, that, um, that day and night schedule, more onto our schedule. And as I said, most babies, you can do these things if you find them helpful, but most babies by 10, 10, 12, 10 12 weeks, they've figured it out. The, the um, I completely lost my train of thought. They've completely figured out the day and night for themselves. So second one is try, this is so much easier said than done, but try not to worry too much about naps mentioned it before but trying to shoehorn them on to a nap schedule during the day when all they want to do is sleep because naturally nocturnal um that can be more frustrating than just going with them so at this stage as long as you are doing those things i've just mentioned before like keeping it light where you can um curtains open keeping it chatty where you can i would just let your baby sleep during the day because it's completely natural what you might want to do is um keep and some parents find it very useful just to keep a note of their sleepy times and their wake times um i don't ask families when i'm working with them to keep a note of things like this um either during the day or at night time because i've actually found clock watching and obsessed about i call it the duvet data getting obsessed over the duvet data that isn't always helpful or health or healthy but some parents really find it useful and actually this is one time it is quite useful just start to have a little notebook or your phone modern i'm so old-fashioned modern day in your phone and just start to note down the times when they're awake and the times when um they are sleeping during the day and as you get older you can start then to base your naps um your nap gaps on that so yeah it's so hard um so much easier said than done 
but try not to worry too much about setting up the naps and go with them um and definitely at this age it comes back to the three month free-for-all please don't feel that you've got to naps count anywhere they don't have to be in a cot count a sling at this age i'm going to um see whether I can get a sling consultant to come on on here and talk about this in more detail with for you because um, I think it's so useful but a sling can save you sleep and your sanity in the first three months because baby is getting what they need close to you because I haven't realized they're separate from you yet hence the fourth trimester they're in the sling they can hear your heartbeat they can hear your breathing but you've also got two hands and you can walk around and do things if you so wish so that can help as well um and then just make a note um of the nap times or the sleepy times and then gradually as they again get past the fourth trimester around 10 to 12 weeks you can then start off your nap gaps or you can start to um work on the sleep patterns that, that, that they're already doing like build on that and if you haven't heard of nap gaps i'm not going to go into it in too much detail now because i want to concentrate on the fourth trimester but our nap gaps are just what i use to, as a as a as a guide as some simple structure for your little one's naps and i don't recommend um putting my nap gaps in place until surprise surprise 10 to 12 weeks once they're out of the fourth trimester but what i will do because some might find it really useful is that i'll put my free video um in the show notes and um you just i'll put it in the show notes you sign up to it you get the email it's like a 30 minute video i think and it goes through all my nap gaps when to start off the nap gaps and the nap gaps by age and stage and you might find that useful listening for when your little one gets there because there might be some um listeners listening with older babies so yeah those i promise you it doesn't feel like it at the time but those naps will come and as i said before trying to shoehorn them onto that um nap schedule when they're trying to sleep all day that often i see it all the time is often more frustrating than just going with them so i hope that was helpful third um i've just realized i've not numbered them it's just i've been reading my notes here because i can't remember all the things i want to say the next thing i just want to mention is white noise now white noise is amazing for sleep definitely and it's also good for settling your baby as well so in the new in the first in the fourth trimester it's quite natural that your baby might be unsettled cry and fuss quite a lot again this is completely natural it doesn't mean you're doing anything wrong or and they're certainly not manipulating you if you put your baby down they cry and then you pick them up and they stop this isn't manipulation your baby cannot manipulate you because this goes back to they've only got the one part of their brain fully developed the lizard brain and in order to manipulate they need three parts of your brain manipulation is a very um it's quite a complex process and in order to do that, you need three parts of your brain fully wired and your baby's only got one survival brain. So it is completely natural crying. It's horrible hearing your little one cry. It, quite often it can really trigger things in us, but crying is communication. It's very natural. It doesn't always mean there's something wrong, believe it or not. And it doesn't always mean that we need to fix it. Um, but they're not manipulating you if you put them down and they cry they they cry and you they stop when you pick them up and things that can help your little one when they're crying are being in your arms that can help massively 
rocking and swaying because again that reminds them of being in your womb but the other one is white noise because again the white noise mimics the womb noise um, and can remind them of your heartbeat and the, the blood swishing around so a great tip during the day is if your little one is unsettled during the day which is very very natural whack on a bit of white noise um i'm i feel very old but i'm very old-fashioned i've in my in my i was a nanny for 20 years um if none of you if you didn't know my background and before white noise machines were invented best invention ever i could be found swaying near a washing machine or a hairdryer or under the cooker hood um trying to calm a crying baby and the other one is white noise can really help with naps and sleep as well and again it's it's the same theory reminds them white noise mimics womb noise reminds that pays womb service to them um reminds them of being in the womb pays gives them room womb service and can really help to settle them and calm them down to sleep um so white noise can be your friend in the fourth trimester uh, again there's no right or wrong on my approach and i'm not anti anything but i always prefer a white noise machine you can pick them up really cheaply on amazon i would always recommend getting one that you can plug in rather than batteries otherwise you're going to spend a fortune on batteries um but I would always recommend a white noise machine over a phone near your baby. Um, I'm not a fan. I'm personally, as a grown-up, a very big grown-up, don't never carry my phone in my pocket or sleep with the phone next to my bed. Um, and personally, again, I'm not qualified to say this at all. It's just personal opinion. I would much prefer um, to keep the phones away from them, um, even if they're in air, um, airplane mode and have a little white noise machine instead. Um, next thing is not to worry about bad habits. So I don't believe in any bad bed habits at any age, but this is so, so, so true in the fourth trimester. Um, it's so natural to worry, oh gosh, I'm holding them all the time, I'm spoiling them, or they're not napping in their cot, they won't go down, or I've got to get them to fall asleep by themselves. It's natural at this age for your little one to need a little bit of support to go to sleep. Um, and it's completely natural to worry about setting up bad bed habits, rods for your own back. Um, I personally don't believe there are any to make at any age, but this is definitely not the time to be making massive changes for them because there's so, so much going on. And again, I'm not anti anything. Lots of people do decide to sleep train. For me, it will always come down to how it feels to parents because I believe I've got expertise and experience but parents are the experts and I do believe that they know what their little ones need best um but even if you did decide to go down that route um the sleep trainers using that technique um don't suggest to do it until six months um so yeah as hard as it is i would try not to worry about bad habits at this age it's okay for your little one to nap in a sling and not nap in a cot um it's okay that you help your little one to sleep it's okay if you rock them to sleep cuddle them to sleep feed them to sleep at any age but especially at this age if it's working for you all as well and if it does become um I don't believe there are issues at any age. I don't believe self-settling or self soothing I'll have to do another show on this, is the key to getting them to a settled night's sleep anyway. Um, but if it did become something that you want to change later on down the line, there are things that you can do, simple things you can do to change that if you wanted to, 
when your little one and you are in a much more just much more settled position to be able to do that I think that's all I wanted to say with the fourth trimester I hope that's really useful I'm just going to go back and, and do like a little recap for you um and then once I've done that I will sign off so first thing is to fourth trimester as a recap fourth trimester it's a massive period of change for your little one uh, the first three months of your little one's life big adjustment big change it can be quite unsettled sleep can be quite erratic it's completely na- it's completely knackering but completely natural um life inside the womb is very different to life outside of the womb and helping your baby to feel settled you can pay them womb service white noise keeping it dark gentle swaying um the other thing is that sleep is very very immature at this age circadian rhythm is very immature so are the sleep cycles sleep cycles they're sleeping but it's one it's very immature and very simple one type of sleep deep they're not yet transitioning in and out of sleep the most important thing for the fourth trimester is that you are getting to know your new baby's personality getting to know your new baby bonding and getting that feeding established however you're feeding there's so much pressure to get your little one to nap to get them on that sleep schedule get them napping getting them sleeping through the night getting them set at night and i really trust me i really really want that for you too but it does and it can come um and the four things that can really help with at this stage for sleep is number one try to support try to teach them the difference between night and day so during the day keep it light bright chatty feeds are really social curtains open as not as much natural light as you can get them out um, for a walk if and when you're ready and then at night 100% needs need to be met at night time um 100% I believe that at any age um but try meet those needs every single time they ask for it but try to keep it dark calm quiet hushed tones make eye contact but try to avoid all singing or dancing mummy and daddy in the middle of the night and if you're changing their nappy if they need a nappy change if they need a nappy change i would try to do that before their feed rather than afterwards second thing is try not to um worry too much about getting them into that nap schedule um it's natural that they're naturally nocturnal it's natural that um they want to be close to you they don't have to be in a cot to count um nap routine trying to get them into a nap routine when they're naturally nocturnal it's like square peg round hole or the other way around it can be very frustrating for very little gain um and those naps will come as they get older and pass through the fourth trimester and I will put a link in the show notes for my free video which goes through the nap gaps from around 10 to 12 weeks third thing is white noise white noise is can it's twofold really one it's natural that your little one cries and is unsettled at any age but particularly in the fourth trimester um life is very different big period of adjustment for them crying is communication it's so sometimes it can be so easy to forget that um and we get very reactive which is completely natural go into fight fight or flight mode ourselves but try to breathe um ask yourself what's your baby trying to communicate to me i think that's really helpful um and if your baby really is that is really unsettled white noise can help them um 
if they're particularly fretful or unsettled during the day and white noise can also be really useful for sleep because it white noise mimics womb noise and then lastly try not to worry again far easier said than done but try not to worry too much about bad bed habits don't believe in bad bed habits at any age but this is especially true in the fourth trimester it's completely natural that your baby might need some support to get to sleep or a lot of support to get to sleep um your way is okay so try not to worry about the bad bed habits bad habits rod through your own back you can't spoil your little one they can't manipulate you um and it's completely natural that they might need a bit of help to nudge them into their sleep whether that's feeding cuddling rocking it's not a bad habit and if and when you did want to change it if and when it's not unless it's not an issue unless it's an issue for you and it is rare that that impacts the sleep anyway from my experience then you can change it afterwards like when not afterwards but when your little one is just a bit more settled and out of the fourth trimester so i really really hope you found that interesting um reassuring and informative thank you so so much for listening and i will see you next time bye big love and sleep solidarity thank you so much for listening to me your host kerry secker on the carrot out sleep show I really hope you found the podcast reassuring, informative and a little bit fun. If you did, please don't forget to subscribe to the show below and I'd be so grateful if you could leave me some fabulous feedback. I always love hearing from you and one lucky listener will win lifetime access to my Bedtime Basics e-course every single month. My next podcast episode will be out in two weeks time but if you can't wait for more of my sleep shizzle you can find me over on Instagram at Consultant. I update my sleep squares and speak sleep there on the daily. Big love and sleep solidarity to you all.